Okay, guys. So I heard a little rumor. It, it It's kind of strange, but I have to try it out. So, all right. Here goes nothing. Fangoria. 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 Oh my god. The latest issue of Fangoria just appeared. That's one of the premier brands in horror. Fangoria has been delivering quality magazines since 1979, and each collectible issue features exclusive articles about your favorite monsters, as well as up-and-coming terrors. Be sure to check out the Fangoria store website for subscriptions and a bunch of cool merch. And while you're there, use promo code WOULDYOUDIESHOW for 20% off your entire order. That's right, 20% off your entire order. Applies to subscription and one-time orders, applies to the first subscription order only. Now, check your back seats. It's time to talk urban legend. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. You are all my children now. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by podcaster and horror fan. She is the host of the Who's There podcast, where she interviews filmmakers, writers, festival directors, and all sorts of horror creatives and fans about anything and everything horror. Please welcome my fellow horror podcaster, Allison. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here tonight. I'm excited to have you on. As we were talking about before I started recording, I love talking to other horror podcasters. <laughs> yeah. I have a special place in my heart because I feel like we have <laughs> a bond. We don't know each other, but we have a bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely do. And just as horror fans, we, ha- we have a bond. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited because you picked a banger for us to talk about today. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it because... The like the Rotten Tomato score is not good. And I asked one of my friends last night, I was like, why don't I own Urban Legend? And he was like, because it's not good. And I was like, excuse you. (laughs) Well, first off, I don't I don't really consider Rotten Tomatoes in (laughs) any capacity unless I'm in an argument and I'll look it up real quick. And if it supports my argument, I'll use it. And most of the time it don't support my argument. So I just ignore it. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I just disagree with the rotten tomatoes formula fundamentally. Mm, okay. And right. I, I don't, I don't know a lot yeah. about it. I don't really go and rate things on there. So I just, I use letterbox mostly. Well, I feel like most normal people don't. <laughs> and that's not a that's not a shot at people who use rotten tomatoes. I just realized I the how I said it. I'm like I don't mean it like that. But like it's people like the average Joe doesn't use Letterbox or IMDb or like the most they'll do is they'll go on Facebook or Twitter and be like, "Hey, I liked the new Exorcist movie." Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't write very in depth reviews. One of my my friend David, he will go on after a movie and write like a dissertation about a movie, whether he liked it or not. And I'm like, that is impressive because we got out of the movie an hour ago. What like, how do you do this? So and and sometimes I sometimes I'm all oh, no, I'm all over the place because sometimes I'm just like, I'll write a whole like novella or something like that. <laughs> and then other times I'll be like, 
you know, if I was in a saw trap, I'd just die. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm usually uh, on, I'm usually on that end of the spectrum. Yep. I usually I'm just like this was trash or I love this. This was so much fun. That's usually about as in-depth as I get, but if you want to look up my reviews anyone, you can go to that girl Allison at Letterboxd. So, and I I love Letterboxd, <laughs> but I don't I don't use it to as a gauge for what other people think cuz I could care less. That sounded really arrogant, but it's true. Maybe I'm arrogant. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think it's good but, to form your own opinions and not yeah. not worry about what anyone else is saying before you watch something. I think it's better to go in blind. And if I'm having a conversation with someone, then I care about their opinion, you, you know, because. Yeah. But if like I'm going on and I'm going to rate uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny five stars because I'm a huge Indiana Jones <laughs> fan and I have no objectivity when it comes to that franchise and other people are like. <laughs> Um, it was mid, it was 2.5. I'm going to be like, cool. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've actually never seen an Indiana Jones movie. I may have seen the first one, but I don't remember it. It was when I was a kid. So, <laughs> uh, no, it's cool. It's like my favorite, my uh, favorite movie series. Um, uh, so no, no big deal. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, everyone has like, you know, movies are just like, yeah, that's fine. And then people and other people are like, this is my holy grail. This is my reason for living. And it's yeah. just like movies are movies and they're cool and I love them. They're little miracles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's such a nice way to put it. Little miracles. Oh, I, I don't Even, know if, if yeah. I would say they qualify as miracles, <laughs> but like, I don't know, someone surviving a bad car crash. That's a miracle. OK, but, fair. You know, yeah. <laughs> but that's a very sweet way to put it. So I'm still on board for that. Well, the way I think about it is you had this many people work together for this many days. That's unheard <laughs> they, of. <laughs> they were being paid, though. So that don't always along, mean you're doing it. <laughs> I could get along with almost anyone if you were paying me. So I think you're better than me uh, <laughs> because I don't think that's true for myself. <laughs> but the movie, how much money. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. That's that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, the movie we are talking about today, I want to make sure I put in a big spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, because I think it's one of the more it's definitely not one of the more mainstream movies Yeah, that we've co that I've covered on here. It's not obscure, though. Yeah, it's just kind of forgotten about when you think of like the mid to late 90s, you think of like Scream. And I know you did last summer. You don't yeah. often think of Urban Legend. So. Right. So, guys, if you haven't seen Urban Legend, this this conversation is going to be full of spoilers. And honestly, I really liked Urban Legend. So if Yay. you haven't seen it, you should <laughs> you should check it out and you should check it out because there's some twists and turns. And if you don't like spoilers, then pause this. You can come back. This is a podcast. <laughs> we are paused in time. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah that you, movie you can. Yeah. You can stream it on Tubi right now. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's how I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously I don't have the DVD yet, but I might order it soon. I don't know. I honestly might too. <laughs> I know there are sequels to this movie, but I have not seen them. Urban Legend 2 is actually quite good. I watched it on VHS a lot mm -hmm. when I was in like junior high, high school. I obviously don't have the VHS anymore and I don't own the sequel, but I, I really enjoy it. It's It's kind of the a girl learns about what happens in the first movie or like that urban legend of what mm -hmm. happened in the first movie. And then she goes on, she's a film student and she uses that idea to make a movie 
about an urban legend killer and then somebody starts killing everyone on the set on the set that that sounds really cool it kind of kind of reminds me of Wes Craven's new nightmare Mm -hmm. because you don't see a lot of horror movies on film sets and that one also yeah and I think there's a urban legend like quality to that nightmare movie because it's about like why do we tell scary stories I've only watched it once so and it was it was last year so yeah gotcha I I like that one but I'm a I like Freddy. <laughs> you mentioned that you watched the sequel to Urban Legend on VHS while growing up. Is it safe to say you've kind of always been a horror fan or where is where is your horror origins, your uh, your horror origins? I remember or at least my dad told me as like a six year old that I watched arachnophobia with him on the couch and he was squirming and I was like, they're just da- they're just bugs, daddy. Um, So I was <laughs> unaffected. Um, I remember watching part of poltergeist like through a grainy tv because i we didn't get hbo but i could go to the channel and it was fuzzy um but then the first horror movie that i really remember like sitting down to watch with my friends at a sleepover was scream um when it came out on vhs in 1997 my best friend and her older sister and i rented it we decided to turn off all the lights and watch the cold open and by the end of the cold open we were on top of each other and we were like okay let's turn the lights on and take a break. <laughs> So yeah, it was just, that was the most intense thing we'd ever seen. And then I didn't really identify as a horror fan until, I don't know, not really until like 2016 though. I always went to see horror movies. I always liked them. I saw so many in theaters growing up. I saw The Ring a bunch of times in theaters in 2002. I mean, I also loved the Jurassic Park movies, which are horror movies. And I saw them all in theaters um independence day any end of the world movie is also technically a horror movie because it's horrifying so i just didn't really get into like analyzing horror and everything until like the late 2010s but if you look at my ticket stubs from growing up it's like sleepy hollow and the ring and what lies beneath and uh scream three and scream four and etc so i just want to shout out what lies beneath for a second because that movie bangs (laughs) <laughs> and I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. Clearly, yeah. you could tell by my uh, love for indie, but I love yeah. everything Harrison Ford. Uh, the Fugitive, Witness, obviously Star Wars. I'm a big <laughs> Star Wars fan. But regular listeners to this show know you made me very, very happy just now because Jurassic Park is my favorite movie of all time. Anyone who knows me <laughs> knows that. It's like one of those things where it's like my icebreaker break your questions like hi nice to meet you i'm austin my favorite movie is jurassic park who are you like (laughs) (laughs) oh that's fun (laughs) and i'm always talking about how jurassic park is a uh horror movie because it is it has all the tropes i think it has one of the best jump scares in any horror movie people who listen to the show a lot know somehow jurassic park always sneaks into the conversation i'm like it wasn't me this time (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm I'm always going back and forth my with my dad who is like i don't know why you like horror and i'm like dad you like jurassic park it's like that is also horror. he's like that's not horror that's sci-fi and i was like that's the same that's a subgenre in horror yeah like i was why i was re-watching jurassic world recently and people were like running and screaming and like people were being killed and i was like this is horror. I was like, what's more horrific than being in like a theme park and then having pterodactyls come after you? And I'm the same as you with the Indiana Jones um, franchise, with the Jurassic Park franchise, Jurassic World, whatever. As long as they keep making them, I'll keep going to see them and I won't be very critical. 
So honestly, I'm pretty much the same. I wasn't I don't want to say I wasn't a fan of the latest one, but it was a one that I was just like, ah, there's a lot of things <laughs> I personally wouldn't have done. <laughs> I mean, they're I mean, they're getting ridiculous. The dinosaurs are out on the mainland now, so it's going to be weird. But at the same time, like I, I love the franchise. I think there's a clear gap between the first one and the rest of the franchise. Okay. And I'm also a huge Lost World apologist. Oh, yeah. No, I love that movie because I like uh, Julianne Moore. So I love everything about the Lost <laughs> World, warts and all. And some people are like, it's so stupid when the T-Rex goes to San Diego at the end. Spoilers for the Lost World Jurassic Park. And I'm just <laughs> like, but it's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that movie a lot. So and also I would just watch anything with Jeff Goldblum in it. So as long as they keep putting him in Jurassic World movies, I will keep going to see them. And I I mean, they had me at Jurassic. Dinosaurs yeah. are in it. I'm I'm in. Yeah, though so. I did just recently watch the movie 65 on Netflix mm -hmm. with Adam Driver, and it's very boring. It's it's, yeah. real, it's very boring. I don't know how they did that because I love both dinosaurs and Adam Driver, but I was just very bored. Yeah, I saw that in theaters with my friend and we did not care for it <laughs> i wish i had seen it in theaters maybe i would have found it a little bit cooler to look at but i don't think you would have if i'm being oh, okay. perfectly honest because <laughs> i saw it in theaters and we have the i'm i'm we have the same opinion so okay <laughs> but i love jurassic park so you made me very because that's my favorite movie of no. all time <laughs> and um although when people ask me what's my favorite horror movie i never say jurassic park i always say technically it's jurassic park but i want to give other movies a chance <laughs> <laughs> what what is what are your favorites uh, okay so i'll give you my top five and i'll let you give me your top five because it's not i don't think it's fair to have one top five because everybody wants to know but mm -hmm. um my do you want me to go from five to one or one to five whatever order you want to doesn't matter i'll go from five to one as of the day of recording is October 11th. So this is how I'm feeling at this particular moment. Because <laughs> we change it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Today, I'm going to say number five is Christine. Okay. I love Christine. It's my favorite John Carpenter movie. It's my favorite Stephen King movie. And that says a lot because I love John Carpenter. I love the thing. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I love the thing. I love Halloween. I love They Live. I love Prince of Darkness in the Mouth of Madness. Mm -hmm. um, I love Stephen King. It's like Cujo is up there for me. I love Carrie. Misery, Pet Cemetery, Dr. Sleep. I think those are all great film. But Christine, there's just something about it that makes it my favorite of both <laughs> I have um, not seen Christine or Cujo, so it's and those came out. Those both came out in '83, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, hmm. that is funny. I like to tell people when it comes to Stephen King, my favorites are the three C's: Christine, Cujo, and Carrie. <laughs> I've only. I don't know if I've ever seen the original Carrie. I've just. I think I've seen the remake, but I've. I saw back in 2010 the musical version off Broadway. So I didn't know there was, was a musical. Yeah, it was one of the biggest failures to ever open on Broadway in the 70s, 80s. It closed after one performance, and then they brought it back to off Broadway in the 2010s. So, mm -hmm. and it was, of course, a big hit because everyone wanted to see it. Well, that's good that it got its redemption. Yeah. <laughs> At number four, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna say Candyman. Okay. I love nice. Candyman. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with Scream. Nice. 
I'm also a big fan of Ghostface. I want to give a special um, shout out to Scream 4 because that's the first slasher movie I saw in theaters. Mm. So that'll always have a special place in my heart. Number two, I'm going to say it's Jaws. Okay. I love I love Steven Spielberg, obviously, but I just love monster movies. Okay. <laughs> and I think Jaws is like, I, I just think the world of Jaws. And my favorite scary movie, Mr. Ghostface, is uh, Alien. Nice. That's a good, that's a good pick. I've only seen it once, but I did like it maybe mostly because there's a cat in it, but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, Ripley is awesome. So. Oh, love Ripley. <laughs> uh, how about you? What are your top five? Um, I don't usually do a top five, but off the top of my head, I think number five might be the others, uh, Ooh, from 2000, yeah. 2001. <clears throat> um, I think number four would be Red State by, uh, Kevin Smith. I've never seen from, that. It's really good. Yeah, it's like religious horror. Uh, so sort of. It's not like supernatural religious horror. It's just like mm-hmm. the scariness of religious cults. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, John Goodman is the like hero. So I love John Goodman. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, number three is probably Cloverfield. I just had a really good experience seeing that in theaters, and it never gets old. Um, and it yep. takes place in New York City, and I love found footage. Uh, number two is going to be Scream from 1996, the original. Special mention for Scream 3, because I love Scream 3. That was the first Scream that I saw in theaters. So maybe that was why, but I really love the twist <laughs> reveal of the killer, too. And then my number one favorite horror movie is the 2002 American remake of uh, The Ring. I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good. Even even all these years later, I got to see it again in theaters like two, two years ago, I think. Um, oh. There were some of the lines hit as very cheesy, but... Like it will, it was introduced as this is the most intense PG-13 horror movie you will ever see. And yeah, it is. It's very intense. And there were so many people in the theater who had never seen it before. So that was fun. That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I want to see it in theaters. That'd be cool. <laughs> I've only ever seen it on like small, the small screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I saw it twice in theaters when it first came out. Um, I think I went like twice in a week, but yeah. nice. I was I was too young when it came out. I think it would have killed me if I saw it. <laughs> I, I was I think I was sixteen when it came out, right? Okay, two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, so. I think I I think I would have been eight. So I was a <laughs> that's little a young. Little, yeah, that's a little young. Yeah, to go see the ring. <laughs> Actually, I was twenty seven. Um, I just couldn't handle the ring. <laughs> no, I love the ring and I love your picks. And I'm very happy that you also shout out. Yeah, you did a shout out for this first screen movie you saw. Yes. Because I think that's important. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see Urban Legend in theaters? I did not. No, I did okay. not see it. It was, I is it? Let's see. I think okay. it's 98. No, I know it's 98. I'm just looking. Oh, okay for i don't remember what it was rated but i don't think i saw it in theaters oh it was rated r so i wouldn't have been, oh, able, yeah. been able to get into it when i was 12 um yeah <laughs> yeah no i didn't see it in theaters i my parents had the pay-per-view box that got all the movie mm-hmm. channels so i think that's probably how i first saw it i like i said earlier i watched it the other day <laughs> and i yeah i'm sorry oh no, no no yeah i mean just going back it's like what you said like this one's often forgotten about so mm-hmm. people people don't typically tend to like it so i don't know they don't watch it very often 
I hope it gets a reappraisal. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I think, like, for example, we were talking about Scream 3. For a long time, people hated that movie. I mean, they still do. They still think it's the worst one in the franchise. It's gotten a little bit of a redemption because of Harvey Weinstein and the fact that it was calling him out before mm-hmm. he was, re- you know, revealed to be a dirtbag. But yeah. I see a lot of people, at least that I know, they love Scream 3. Oh, good. Oh, that makes and, me happy. And I just love Scream. So even though the way I say it is, it might be last in my rankings, mm-hmm. but it still has my love. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's nice. Scream 2 is last in my rankings. I just don't. Meh. It's Scream 2, Scream 4, Scream 6, 5, 3, 1, maybe. So I know I just did a Scream ranking on one of my more recent episodes. So <laughs> listeners, if you remember what I said, I'm sticking by whatever I said. But, uh, but I do know one is my favorite, was like my clear yeah. favorite. And then mm-hmm. four, four is my number two, because four, you know, mm-hmm. there's something about your first Scream movie in the theaters. Yeah, totally. And, um, Yeah. <laughs> and then that one was also filmed in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is pretty close to where I'm from. I'm in the Metro Detroit area. Oh, okay, nice. So, so us Michiganders like when stuff comes to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I wish that Scream Six's setting in New York City had actually been filmed in New York City. Montreal does not look like New York City, so mm, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh well. So something about urban legend that I noticed is so going into it i know it got a lot of comparisons to scream it kind of follows screams charge of the how you say the first revival of slashers i guess but honestly if i were to pair urban legend up with another horror movie i would not pair it with scream me personally i'd pair it with Candyman. Hmm, how come i think the urban legend aspect of both of them oh yeah that's helps yeah i didn't think about that yeah so there's a thematic with them both but also i think they're vastly different movies and i like when my double features have a big range of tone (laughs) (laughs) all right well that makes sense it's like candy man's a shot and urban legends a chaser (laughs) (laughs) um i was reading about jamie blanks before this uh he directed Mm -hmm. it um and he got the job because they gave him the scream screenplay first before wes craven went on to direct it um and then they also gave him the screenplay for i know you did last summer first before kevin Mm -hmm. williamson um and then they were like oh sorry we gave it to these people already but um but they were like we'll get you something else so then they gave him this and he filmed a trailer for it i believe and then they were like oh yeah cool let's let's do this i'm glad he got his shot because uh I thought he did a good job. There's a lot of creative shots in it. Um, it's yeah. really fun. That mm-hmm. cool that opening I thought was awesome. Oh with, my god, uh, yeah. Brad Dorif. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't know that that was Brad Dorif until I was reading fun facts about it today. So I was mm-hmm. like, because I'm I don't older horror movies aren't really my thing. So I don't I don't often gotcha. recognize. And do you know that the her roommate is Daniel Harris? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love Daniel Harris um, because I, I'm a big sucker for Halloween four. OK, which is funny because I really don't like Halloween five. And those two <laughs> are always paired together. And I love one and I really don't like the other. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I've watched, I think, through uh, Halloween 
five and I find them all kind of boring. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I, I completely support your and everyone else's love for that franchise. But for me, they're just a little bit slow. So You got to speak your truth. Yeah. <laughs> you got to speak your truth. Because at the end of the day, if I don't like your opinion, I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish more people on the internet did that. So <laughs> Yeah. The world would be a much better place. <laughs> But yeah, you got Brad Dourif in this. You have Daniel Harris in this. We have to mention fucking Robert England. Oh, uh, which one was he? He's uh, Professor Wexler. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty iconic. So, yep. yeah. Uh, and um, I like I like that he was a red herring for most of it. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you cast Freddy Krueger in this. Like, <laughs> people are going to expect Freddy Krueger to be up to something. And nope. <laughs> well, would they? Or would they be like, that's Freddy Krueger, so it's probably not him. I think you get a mix of both, actually. Because okay. some, because if you're like me watching Scream 5, it's like, okay, this is obviously a red herring, which means they're totally, which means it's totally him. But then they know it's a red herring and they know I know it's a red herring and that is totally him. So it's going to be actually a true red herring. And now I'm going back and forth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I noticed, is it? No, it's not Professor Wexler whose office they go into. After they're caught, I think they're caught in Professor Wexler's office, like snooping around. Yeah. But when they go into the dean's office and they're getting like they're talking to, I noticed that they there was like a don't tread on me flag behind him. And I was like, that's very, that's a statement for like a dean of a college to make. And I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> so. Especially in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh. No, I, uh. I really enjoyed this movie. I love the concept. Yeah. Because I think um, concept. I think it's creative, you know, because mm -hmm. like the whole mystery whodunit aspect, that's definitely taken from Scream. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's OK. You know, <laughs> that's OK. I am not going to fault a movie for using a skeleton of another movie. Like... Yeah, there are only so many original ideas in the world. So. Right. And, you know, a good a fun whodunit's a fun whodunit. Like, mm -hmm. I'm never going to fault someone for that. Where I would fault someone is, is if you don't take that basic plot line and have a unique premise or some creativity with it. And luckily, I think Urban Legend has plenty of creativity. Yeah. As I was watching this and it's like just one 90s actor after another. Like, I love the cast, but they all look 35. <laughs> so I was like, come on. I was like, this is like, I didn't notice that when I was, you know, 13 and watching this because I was like, oh, they're so mature. But watching it yesterday, I was like, these are not college kids. And my biggest problem with this movie, I think, is probably the actress who plays Natalie. Um, mm -hmm. She's not very good. She like can't act at all. And she has done a bunch of stuff since. So I, I guess she learned how to act. But like she is just an empty vessel in this movie. But somehow the movie still works. So that, that's funny. That's funny you said that because I th I thought she was doing a much better job than Jared Leto. Oh, I love him in this movie. Actually, a fun fact that I found out was that he refuses to talk about this movie. That's so weird. I know. I well, no, I love him in this movie. I love when he says says um something to one of the characters and they're like, that's really lurid. And he's like, reality is lurid. And I was like, yes, it is. I that that is fun. But I like I don't know. I just couldn't buy him. I maybe <laughs> it's because I like I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I'm just seeing it the other day and I have so much baggage with Jared Leto where I'm just like, mm, I don't trust you. I don't know. This is going to sound really mean, but whenever I see Jared Leto in a movie, I'm just like, this could have been Jake Gyllenhaal. 
They look so similar. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is so much better. I think he's so much Uh, like he's like Donnie Darko. I've only watched that once. but I've uh, only watched it once, too, actually. (laughs) But I'm just like, that's the movie I think of when I think of Jared Leto Leto in this movie, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. But but Rebecca Gayhart was fucking iconic in this. Oh, my God. When she snaps, she really Mm -hmm. she she snaps. So and I love it. And that's why I chose this movie, because she goes so crazy at the end and she just like she's like i'm gonna go all the way and um another thing that i read was that her hair was straightened all like through most of the film until she Mm -hmm. got to that one last scene and they let her have her hair all crazy and curly so that people they said so that people wouldn't guess that she was the villain because i guess villains have curly hair i don't know I've never heard that before. Yeah. Where do they get that from? Because, like, Michael's wearing a mask. Jason's wearing a mask. Freddie's wearing a hat and doesn't have hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's female serial killers that often have curly hair. Maybe. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of female villains, and there's not that many, especially not that many before Urban Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, this, this movie is like, I don't want to say it's feminist because I don't think it is, mm-hmm. um, but it ends with three women with, you know, the campus security woman whose name I cannot remember right now. And she's helping Natalie and they're going mm-hmm. after Rebecca Gayhart. So it's just fun. Um, but I was also thinking when Rebecca Gayhart reveals why she's going to kill Natalie, it's because she killed her Sorry, spoiler. Her her boyfriend, who I guess they were, she said that we were going to get married. But like, how right. old are these kids? Like, was this your high school boyfriend that you thought you were going to marry? Or was he actually a 30-year-old pedophile? Because who... Ooh. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this reason, this reasoning doesn't really check out because you're nineteen, twenty. So, but also, she <laughs> if she's crazy enough to kill people based off of urban legends. Yeah, I'm gonna accept that. Maybe her reasoning, like, oh this yeah, is no, her it's not sound. Like, yeah, like this is her rea- like no matter what the reality was in her mind, they were getting married. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That could be like um the girl in Swim Fan. Have you seen Swim Fan? No. Oh, that's another that's an early 2000s fiddle fiddle attraction but with high school students. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's another one that's like not talked about super often, but I I really enjoy it and Erica Christensen plays the crazy obsessed, not even girlfriend, but yeah. So, that's I'll have one. to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of more people in the cast, but we went over the horror icons. Tara um, Reed has the best scream. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, it's so good. But I think to me, she had the lamest kill. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't really based off of an urban legend, unless I missed it. That, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, they just, I guess Rebecca Gayhart was like, I just have to finish this up. So, does the urban legend killer have like a name? Before it's revealed that it's Rebecca Gayhart, because like like in Scream, there's a ghost face, but then mm-hmm. it's Billy and Stu or like in My Bloody Valentine, the minor is Harry Warden or mm. like in Halloween, it's the boogeyman or the shape, but it's really Michael Myers. I guess that one's not as good as an example, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I don't know. I want to go watch the sequel to see if maybe in that one they name the the killer since it's now the second time yeah. that it's taking place. Because like, I know what you did last summer. He He's the fisherman. Yeah. 
he has a name. I don't remember the name, but he's a fisherman. <laughs> and it's like, what do I call the urban legend killer? Uh, the guy in the snowsuit? I don't know. <laughs> snowsuit man. <laughs> snowsuit man. Yeah. Did you notice in the like the first scene with Rebecca Gayhart and natalie that when they're walking back to their dorm and they do bloody mary they're like staring Mm -hmm. into a hole in the side of their building and i'm like you're not even doing it correctly where's your mirror (laughs) and then why is there a hole in your building where is your tuition dollars going (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i want to know whose idea that was to like make them say it into a hole because i was watching it last night i'm like what are they what are they doing but then again no i mean Okay, so I guess I was always into creepy things because I remember mm-hmm. being in third grade and doing Bloody Mary in the toilet in the dark bathroom in my third grade classroom with my friends. But I guess we thought that was the equivalent of a mirror because we could see our reflection in the water. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But at least it wasn't like a blank hole on the side of a building. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <sighs> And I did not catch that. I did not catch that. There was a, I don't know yeah. how I didn't catch it, but I <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um and that's the only Bloody Mary men- mention that I think this one got. Yeah. Um the there's third, a lot of the third urban legend is actually called something Bloody Mary, which I've never okay. I've never seen it, but I mm-hmm. I kinda wanna watch it now. I have very low expectations, but who knows? I liked the scene in Professor Freddy Krueger's lecture. Cause, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I would have loved to take an urban legend class. Oh, yeah, me too. When I went to school. <laughs> um, and I was film studies, so I did take a lot of fun electives. Like, I, I took a Hitchcock seminar. Oh, nice. So it's just a whole semester of watching and discussing Hitchcock mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and then I did, like, uh, a history of Robin Hood at one point. Yeah, Um, Which fun. we started... Like with the original, like old English text, and that was horrible. Not not the actual stuff, but trying to read old English was horrible. <laughs> and then like we'd end we'd end at Ridley Scott's Robin Hood with uh, Russell Crowe and Oscar <laughs> Isaac, and I think Kate Blanchett was. A lot of people are in that movie. Oh, nice. That's cool. And then I think my brain got a little distracted because uh, in that scene. I was like, oh, this is like that scene in Candyman because um, Xander Berkeley's characters doing a lecture on urban legends, but they're talking about alligators in the sewers. And then I think my mind went back to the movie. I'm like, oh, they're not talking about alligators in the sewers. They're talking about Pop Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently Rebecca Gayhart they got sick because they had to do that scene so many times. So she got sick oh. from eating so many Pop Rocks. I don't know the last time that I had any Pop Rocks. So I don't know, but... But knowing movie sets and how many takes that... I yeah. I, I know why she got sick. <laughs> like, that makes sense. <laughs> uh... Oh, I would get sick too if I had to eat that many. <laughs> yeah, I thought that this movie is not very friendly to people with mental illness. No. Because it just has some bad depictions of it but i also noticed that michelle the girl in the cold open she acts exactly the right way that you know any woman in a car by Mm -hmm. themselves would act if somebody was like taking you in their office and like locking the door then she dies for it anyway so yeah because she's completely in the right i'm sorry (laughs) but brad dourif was being kind of even though he had you know yeah he didn't have ill intentions as it turns out and I do feel a little bad because I'm like, just because a guy has a stutter doesn't mean he's a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But at the same yeah, and time, I, guess I, I shouldn't call a stutter a mental illness either. But like he just he seemed a little bit off. As yeah, I well. don't think the stutter was all of it, you know. Yeah. But in my mind, the reason why he had the stutter was so audience members <laughs> wouldn't go like, why didn't he just say there's someone in the backseat sooner? And yeah, it's like, oh, he's trying true. to, but he's getting hit in the head and he can't. Yeah. <laughs> he can't spit it out. But I do like that they cast Brad Dourif in that role, because if you recognize him, then you're just like, oh, I don't trust him. That's fucking Chucky. <laughs> I guess it was good that I did not recognize him, though. Then. Yeah. And Mich- the the girl, Michelle, drives a Ford Expedition in the opening scene because um, they discovered on set that it was the only SUV large enough to swing an axe. So. I love filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. I want my, my parents had a Ford Expedition growing up um, for a little bit. It was too big. It was such a yeah, big car. That's fun. And I love how she's just jamming to Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. <laughs> One, because I love even that through song. Even tears. Yeah. Even, and I love because it's just like, that's what you do. That song comes on. You're alone in your car. It's concert time. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you can sing or not. <laughs> Going back to uh, the girl that played Natalie, the other actresses who were considered for that role were Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Melissa Joan Hart. Which one would you have chosen if you could choose one to out of those three? Yeah, I'm gonna. I would choose Reese Witherspoon was first, right? Mm -hmm. I would choose her, Mm -hmm. even though I love, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt, but she just did. I know what you did last time. Yeah. I don't want her in another um, Scream-related movie, you know, mm-hmm. or post-Scream yeah. movie. If I see her in another horror, I want to see her in a zombie or a, <laughs> a ghost or mon- You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have chosen Melissa Joan Hart. I would have chosen Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. She was Sabrina in the original Sabrina series in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm looking her up. Because she sounds familiar. I feel like I should know who she is. I don't recognize her. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen her in stuff. She hasn't done anything in a really long time, I don't think. But yeah, she was big in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. That would have been... But yeah, I would have gone with Three Witherspoon because I don't think she's done a <laughs> horror movie. And I think that would have been fun. And I love Legally Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's fun. <laughs> I just... I have trouble seeing her as a... Like a scream queen. Because of all of her past works. That's so. true. That's true. And I can easily see Jennifer Love Hewitt as a scream queen. Yeah. But <laughs> I just think Urban Legend's a bit too similar. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, and, it would have just been yeah. like an easy, cheap pick to go with Jennifer Love Hewitt. So I'm glad and, I'm glad she turned yeah. it down. And I don't think she would want to do the same role yeah. again unless it's a sequel because she ended up doing the sequel. <laughs> yeah that's true but who else is uh michael rosenbaum is in this movie he's fine i don't think he got to do enough but when he's on the screen i liked him i don't even i don't even remember who parker is oh yeah actually i do yeah he, uh, he was the throwaway character and that happens with slashers yeah but i, I i've seen him in other stuff so yeah his was, his kill actually because that was actually the pop rock right um, by the yeah. toilet yeah yeah. yeah yeah that that freaked me out as a kid and it's still freaks me out so that well, just it's, yeah. it's violent yeah and it's very like i don't want to be held down and have something shoved down my throat that's not fun just kill me no no and then to have like all that uh 
yeah and then what he did to the dog before that uh, so it's yeah, like leave, you don't just leave the dog alone yeah you don't just kill him you have to go after the poor little baby puppy too yeah i remembered it as it was as he was like going towards the microwaves so i was like i don't need to see this thank you and is that actually an urban legend or is that yeah. some fucking bullshit okay no that that because i've never heard that legend. before mm-hmm. i've yeah. never heard that before and i was just yeah like, google, I think- google it <laughs> I don't want to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know why horror movies hate dogs so much. I know. I actually no, don't want to go on this tangent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's let's move on. Yeah, really we're moving. The, I really liked the setting for this movie. It was really pretty. Yeah, I uh, love beautiful campuses like that. But at night, it has kind. It's not gothic, but it's like gothic adjacent yeah. because you're older style buildings. I think that's something Scream 2 could have taken taken advantage of. Yeah, but they were in setting. Southern. They were in, oh no, they were actually in um Ohio, I think was where they were supposed to be located. So mm-hmm. I don't know why it didn't look prettier, maybe because it's Ohio, but I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, actually, in I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. It says in February 2020, a reboot of the film was announced to be in development, but was later canceled due to the pandemic and the studio losing interest. Oh, thanks, COVID. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. And uh, going back to the school, another fun fact, mm-hmm. Pendleton's motto is shown only in Latin and it's only shown once, but it means in Latin when you translate it, the best friend did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I if like you speak that. Latin, you'll catch that. Unfortunately, I don't. So <laughs> it went went yeah. over my head <laughs> but it's one that i'm i i really enjoyed it i'm happy to add it to the rotation yeah. of because i love re-watching slasher movies like totally as a fellow podcaster i'm sure you're like me where i put i re-watch movies when i'm editing oh no i don't No, really i, I yeah <laughs> i have to have something but i can't listen to music because I'm editing a podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, usually I I don't have a movie on. I just try to get it done as fast as possible. I get distracted so, get so easy. Oh, I like if I'm if it's just me and I don't have something else <laughs> going on, then I'm gonna be checking Twitter. I'm gonna be like checking texts. <laughs> but if See, I, I take a... I take notes yeah. when I'm editing just so I know what we're talking about. Mm. So I have to kind of be listening. So and to my listeners i listen when i edit the podcast so <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well i always have like movies with subtitles on okay and then there are also mm-hmm. movies i like i will i won't ever watch a new movie while editing the podcast okay yeah so you just need but, background noise yeah okay but it can't be music mm-hmm. or else i'm listening to the music okay <laughs> <laughs> i would i would very much recommend urban legend 2 just to mm-hmm. watch not while you're editing because right editing. right but exactly. I ha- and I have not seen the third one, but I, c- I kind of want to watch it now after talking about Urban Legend. So, yeah. The last fun watch- fact that yes. I have okay. um is that uh the character of Reese, the security guard who, you know, helps defeat Rebecca Gayhart, she was originally written as gay in the script, which was hmm. pretty edgy for the late 90s, but for some reason like it was just the script was either changed or it was just not shown in the film. So, I but you know what? Do that in the nineties. <laughs> the film never shows that she was straight. Yeah, that's true. We just assume so, straight until proven otherwise. Well, I'm assuming she's gay because <laughs> I was proven otherwise. Because <laughs> there's um, nothing in the film to dis to say either or. Yeah, that's something that whenever 
the band The Killers comes up, I'm always like, oh, if you listen to the lyrics in Mr. Brightside, you don't know whether he's singing about the guy or the girl. You don't know who he's in mm. love with. So that's that's similar. I like that. Yeah. Do, do you have a favorite kill from Urban Legend? Hmm. Because they do go creative in this one. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the opener just because it could have been avoided had she, I don't know, like if I had a car I and I drove places, I would always be looking in the trunk. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite. The only other one that stands out is the one that I hate to watch. So I'm not going to choose that as my favorite. <laughs> is so. that the, the Pop Rocks? Yeah. That one's gnarly. Yeah. That one is pretty brutal. Um. <laughs> I know I said earlier that Tara Reed's character I didn't think have a had a very good death. And I and I'm still standing by that. But I do like when Mr. Urban Legend, even though I know it's Rebecca Gayhart, when the snowsuit killer kills Tara Reed, they'd have that like wave, that creepy wave. Oh to yeah, that was Natalie. Yeah, That's, that was super crazy. Creepy. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good chase scene. I think I'm gonna agree with you. I think the opening's my favorite kill yeah that or the which one is it i'm just i'm looking at wikipedia right now i mean joshua jackson's one was pretty good the one with the tree yeah that one was good yeah oh i I I like the 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 roommate the roommate yeah yeah it's a it's like i don't know if it would be First of all, it's not sex positive, and second of all, it's it's just violence against women. But it, yeah, it's it's not at all my favorite. But I just thought I would bring that one that one up because I, I like know. the I would have turned the light on. <laughs> I like the I mean I don't I wouldn't be able to get to my bed without turning on the light. Yeah, um, yeah, no, and I would not have been able to deal with a roommate who like did that. I'd be like, this yeah. is when I'm not going to be here. Do your stuff yeah. then. <laughs> I like the Dean kill a lot. The car runs him over the um, parking lot spike thingies. Oh, 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 wait. No, no, no. That's the ankles. He slits the ankles. That is an urban legend. So. Yeah, he, he slits the ankles, but then he's like crawling away and then he's on like the thing and the car runs him over. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. No, I th- seeing that as a kid is the reason why like I don't like putting my ankles down for like a long time. Yeah. When I'm getting out of a car. So for me, it, my ankle trauma will always be Pet Cemetery. I don't remember what the ankle trauma is in that one. I guess it's not the ankle. I guess it's more the Achilles. But Baby Gage, oh, um, yeah, when he yeah. attacks um, the nice neighbor, um, I forget his name. Um, Sometimes. Judd? Dead is ba- yeah, Judd. Judd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that scene messed me up when I was younger. Gage is yeah. a scary kid. I love Pet Cemetery, but that's a scary kid. <laughs> I've only watched Pet Cemetery once, the original one. And yeah, yeah, that scene with Gage is the only was the only creepy part in it for me. So oh, the whole like, movie was creepy for me, but I I saw it young. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like 34 when I saw it, so it was just it was never really going to scare me. Definitely scared 14 year old me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I I just want to say about the opening kill. I agree with you. I really like that one, but for me, it's because of Total Eclipse in the Heart. <laughs> It makes me want to want to craft a horror sequence to that song as well. I feel like there is one. I can't think of what it was, what it is, but like I feel like there is a horror sequence set to that song or like something with a with the killer and that song, but I could be wrong. If anyone knows, let me know. And I'm going to add to that pantheon. Like I want it to be a trope. Oh, like how <laughs> Don't Fear the Reaper is has to be in every slasher movie. 
<laughs> I want to do a kill scene to Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's my nice. <laughs> new goal I'm coming up with today. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, so I got one last question for you, unless you had something else to say about this wonderful film. No, I think everyone should go watch it. You can get it on Tubi for free with some commercials. And then Urban Legend Final Cut is on HBO Max to stream. So that's I always find it weird when they're on different yeah. things. But studio <laughs> bullshit will always confuse me. Yeah. Uh, if you found yourself on campus and people are dying akin to Urban Legends, would you die? Uh, No, because I'd. Get the fuck out of there. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's the easiest way. I would say if I was on campus and Rebecca Gayhart was killing people to urban legends, I'd I'd probably die, but not a fun death. I'd probably have <laughs> like the um the um the car one, I think. <laughs> no, I would always check the back seat. Uh no. I just wanted to show you this photo that I have from 2005. I saw Rebecca Gayhart in a play <gasps> and met her after. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, one, I'm super jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I had a lot of fun. This is thank you for picking Urban Legend because it's iconic. I'm glad that I finally saw it. Oh, and, I'm uh, so glad. I'm so glad you liked it. And thank you for letting yeah, me I liked pick it. <laughs> Yes, I liked it a lot. So uh, where can people find you and your podcast? Uh, you can find my podcast on all podcatchers it's called Who's There, a podcast about horror fans. Go to whostherepodcast.com. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Who's There PC. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And as always, I, I always put the links in the show notes so you can click on them as well. And thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to Allison for coming on the show and talking Urban Legend with me. I really enjoyed that film and I'm glad I watched it. Don't forget to check out her podcast because she gets a bunch of awesome filmmakers and horror creatives, as well as friends of my show, including Chloe Harper-Gold, Road to Nowhere's Andrew Connor and Larry Reed, Josh Rubin, and the Cadaver Dogs. A reminder, I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing. And if you decide to do that, don't forget to use the promo code WouldYouDieShow for 20% off your entire order. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WouldYouDieShow. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at WouldYouDiePodcast. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Next week, I'm bringing on a good friend of mine who's making her first appearance on the show to reminisce about making a little horror short film together. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.